All right, so the Rangers staved off elimination. They come back for the first time in the franchise history and erase a 3-1 series deficit against the Penguins, who they've never beaten before in the playoffs. And now they're back in the Eastern Conference Finals for the second time in three years. Uh, despite the scoring problems, despite the defensive problems, despite all the finger-pointing that went on after uh, games uh, 2, 3, and 4, the Rangers are still alive, and they'll face the Montreal Canadiens in the Eastern Conference Finals. And here to talk Rangers hockey with me today uh, as we get set for this series to start on Saturday is Kevin Delory of the NY Rangers blog, the NewYorkRangersBlog.com. Kevin, how's it going today? Good man, yeah, doing doing real good. I, I I think I'm still stunned more than anything after the uh, the amazing comeback from uh, by the blue shirts. Well, I know we talked. Uh, you know, we talked before the the first round against the Flyers. We talked to get, uh, before the second round against the Penguins. So I figured we had to, to keep the trend going because as long as we talk, things seem to be happening for the good, which wasn't necessarily the case in the regular season when it came to uh, the Lundqvist extension and the Callahan uh, trade and, and the things that happened down the stretch. But it seems like we've touched a little bit of a good luck charm here in the playoffs. Yeah, we, we come to play in the playoffs. We're like <laughs> we're like Brad Richards in the playoffs, the two of us. So <laughs> we bring our A game when uh, you know when it's needed. Oh, so yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a, a great ride, uh, an unexpected ride, you know. In in that, you know, I thought for sure it was over after that game four, because that was just uh, you know they looked lost in that game. That could have been you know one of the worst games that they had played all season, and I really did not think they had it in them to come back. Um, now, having said that, and uh, you hate to even bring it up or use it as uh, a reason, but the Rangers have been. I, I don't think that they come back in that series, you know, unfortunately without the death of St. Louis' ma- mother. I mean, they used that as a rallying cry, and, you know, they built emotion off what went on there and, uh, you know, the strength that St. Louis showed. It really rubbed off on the teammates, and you could see it really really had an effect on, on all of them. I think just the fact that he, you know, shook that off and, and came back and played the next day was, uh, you know, really inspired the whole team and, and it really galvanized them. I mean, they played with more heart, emotion, passion, whatever you want to call it, you know, in, in the last three games that I had seen all season. I mean, I know Ranger fans have been begging for that kind of, um, performance from them all year. Um, and, and they finally showed, and you could see how good this team is. I mean, it, it has me excited um, that this team actually may be a legitimate cup contender. So, you know, it, it's a fun time to be a Ranger fan right now. Well, it's funny to think about them being a cup contender because, you know, only a few days ago they're down 3-1, and uh, everyone's looking for someone to blame, whether it's uh, the defense, whether it's Nash's scoring inabilities, uh, St. Louis, you know, power play turnovers before, obviously, uh, you know, what happened with his personal life. Um, and, you know, everyone had someone to blame, and it just seemed like the Rangers season was slowly coming to an end, and no one really knew what would happen if if they could even win a game five, and they, you know, they, they go out there and they get the job done, and then they send it to six and they do it again and then in seven they hang on for that two to one win and uh it's just weird to think now that this team's a cup contender i know we've talked in the past about how you know the rangers are very similar to the new york giants in that when they're winning and looking their best uh you know you, you expect the best out of them you expect them to be a championship contender but things can turn on a dime with them and you know it only takes a loss or two before people start you know questioning the build of this team uh, what glenn sailor's been doing these last few years the salary cap issues but but right now like you said it's a great time to be a rangers fan 
Michigan and uh, heading into the series now facing the Canadians. Is this the matchup you wanted or were you hoping that the Bruins would find a way to come back in game seven? Yeah, it, it was. I really, to be honest, wasn't rooting for one side or the other. I think both teams are are very good and, and pose big time problems to the Rangers. I mean, they're two completely different teams and they pose completely different problems. But I, I still think the two of them um, are. Uh, you know, I, I hate to even say that. I just said I think the Rangers are the Cup contenders. But you know, I think that they were both. You know, are both better teams than the Rangers. You know, on paper. Um, but I think with the Canadians, I think you're going to see, you know, a more exciting brand of hockey in this. I mean, there should be a lot of um, skating, um, wide open play. So I'm excited for that. Whereas I think the Bruins, if they were to play the Bruins, obviously, you know, the Bruins would really try to be more physical and pose their, you know, toughness on the ranges. I'm not sure if they'd be, be able to hang. Um, you know, with the Bruins, if they really sort of exerted themselves physically um, against the Blue Shirts. So, yeah, it should be a fun series. You know, having said that, you know, both teams like to skate and they can get out and get fast. But it's actually, if you looked at the season series this year, and I know the playoffs are a completely different animal, but they they had very low-scoring games in all three games this year. I think it was like a 2 nothing game and 2 one nothing game. So, you know, as, as much as these two teams like to skate, actually, um, I, and I'm going to say, you know, a lot of it comes down to the goaltending because the, the two teams are very strong in goal. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be, you know, an exciting series, a more exciting on-the-ice um, product than it would have been if it was the Bruins. It's almost weird to see the Bruins lose to the Canadians because of, you know, not only how dominant the Bruins were in their regular season and, and how, but more more so how different their styles of play are. Like you said, you know, the Bruins are almost an enhanced version of the Rangers and maybe you can't really say that anymore since their, you know, their season's over and the Rangers are going out of the conference finals, but they're sort of built in the same way where they'll roll four lines. They're deep, uh, you know, offensively more so with secondary scoring. They've got, you know, solid defensemen around and they, they both have great goaltenders. And I thought it would be a terrible matchup for the Rangers to face a team built exactly like that and a team that's had success against them in the regular season this year and in the playoffs last year. And now with the Canadians, you get more of a run-and-gun style, you know, up-and-down, quick-tempo pace, um, a team you don't want to take penalties against, a team that will will make you pay um, if you do take penalties and if you're on the penalty kill for a long period of time. And they've got defensemen who like to tee it up from the point as well, and they've got a great goaltender. So, you know, it's almost the extreme opposite uh, ends of the spectrum of what they could get in either team. But I do think I, I, I like the matchup with the Canadians more just because you know there is that different element to it it's not a team they saw in the playoffs recently um you know it's not a new york boston thing and and even though the rangers haven't really had much success in the last few years up there um i I like their chances here against montreal yeah i agree i mean i'm not you know last year when the rangers went up against the bruins I, i really didn't think they had a chance i just thought they were overmatched before that series even began you know, I haven't felt that way at all with this team this year. I think before the playoffs started, you know, I spoke about how I loved the way the new playoff format sort of set up ranges this year. I thought it set up for a uh, a nice run. Um, they're playing teams that I, I haven't necessarily been afraid of at all. I mean, you know, the Flyers were uh, an average team. You know, despite having Crosby and Malkin, were a flawed team, a not very a not very deep team. And, you know, the Canadians, while good and dangerous, uh, you know, are beatable. And, uh, you know, they, they have lots of holes in their lineup as well. I mean, I think if the Rangers can roll four lines, 
um, you know, they may be able to, to tire these guys out. Again, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, um, it, listen, back in November, it's the last place I thought this team would be. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited. When it comes to, to the Rangers and the way they're going to play in this series, you know, I mean, we've talked about this over and over, uh, going back to, you know, even last year when, when I said how I had this theory about Nash and how it just take him getting hot, the fact that they could survive the Capitals without him scoring. If he could get hot against the Bruins, they could do damage, and he never did. And then this season, you know, he didn't do anything against the Flyers, and I thought, you know, well, he's going to do something here in the second round against the Penguins. He did it again. The Rangers still able to survive. I mean, the law of averages says that at some point, you know, Rick Nash has to become his own self and, and find one of these scoring streaks, these patented streaks he goes on. I mean, he can't continue to go scoreless in the playoffs, can he? I, I don't know why we want him to score. We're doing pretty well without him scoring. So maybe it's, nah. uh, yeah, I, I think at this point, he almost, he's got to almost reward his teammates at this point with a great series. I mean, they, this is now, the team has now given him a third chance to, you know, get himself back on track. And he hasn't been a liability out there. I mean, he's been good, you know, with the other aspects of his game. I mean, he's been good on the penalty kill and, you know, he leads the league with shots on goal. So it's not like he's completely absent when he when he's out there. But, listen, he's here to score goals. That's why Sather traded all those guys away for him. Um, and he has to start scoring. I tell you why, you know, we've all been on him all, you know, all playoffs and uh, basically his entire range of career, you know, these last two years. You know, he, he's definitely felt the wrath of Ranger fans, and we've expected more, and I'm sure he's expected more out of himself, his teammates, again, have given him another chance uh, for him to produce. So he's got to he's gotta grab it here in, in, in this round. Well, it almost feels like when it comes to Lundqvist, I mean, I can't see that there's any critics or any anti-Lundqvist people that can say anything anymore. You know, they, they never really had any any foundation to say anything from the beginning. I mean, citing his playoff record as, you know, the Rangers uh, playoff failures over the past few years or, you know, being solely on him is just ridiculous because the only reason they've ever made the playoffs in the post-lockout era is really only because of him. But I think that game seven uh, performance should shut people up for the time being. And it's almost as if, you know, he personally is giving guys like Nash or, you know, he gave time to St. Louis to turn it around, you know, aside from the personal issues. Uh, It's almost like he's single-handedly saying, hey, you know, I got you through I pushed you through these two rounds but you know he's not going to be able to do it himself I don't think Henrik Lundqvist can you know single-handedly get the Rangers eight more wins in the playoffs yeah I mean full disclosure I mean I was definitely one of the people who have given Lundqvist a hard time you know (laughs) in the playoffs I I mean I have I mean you know he's been great and don't get me wrong I don't think you know I think he's been a proven playoff performer but you know he had never had that series where he he took he took a mediocre Ranger team or average Ranger team, which most of these, I mean, which basically every Ranger team he's been on has been average and taking them past a superior team. Um, and that's always been my one complaint. I mean, you see goaltenders all the time get hot in the playoffs and be able to get them over the hump despite, you know, a, a average team behind, you know, in front of them. You know, he has now done that. He did that against the Penguins, and now I, I am forever shut up. You know, I can never say anything again. Uh, he has done it. You know, for me, he has, you know, secured himself as, as you know, for most people, it was before that they thought this way, but for me, you know, one of the greatest to play 
uh, or ever has played, you know, just because of that one series. For me, for whatever reason, in my own head, and I guess it was something I had to deal with, <laughs> but uh, he, I just needed him to get that one signature sort of playoff series win against a superior team, and, and he got it done. He was, he was phenomenal in the final three games. I mean, you know, one goal allowed per game. I mean, that's, you know, phenomenal. He stopped 100 of whatever 100 you know, in, in the three games, and, and his Game 7 performance was one of the best I, I've seen, um, you know, under that type of pressure, Game 7 uh, pressure that, that comes and everything that comes along with it. I mean, it was almost like the Rangers' game plan after they took that 2-1 lead was like, all right, Hank, take us home. We're not going to have any sustained offense for the rest of the game, and we're just going to let the Penguins continue to shoot on you until the time <laughs> runs out. Uh, um, and he held strong. I mean, that sequence at the end of the game, or, you know, with a couple of minutes left when, when they took the shot and it deflected off the stick and it somehow landed in his jersey. I don't know. I still can't figure out how he made that save. I was staring at the, the video of that <laughs> a couple of times. I still don't know how that sort of, he has like Velcro on his jersey or something. But, um, yeah, he was amazing. And, um, he will again have to be the difference in this series because I think the Rangers are, you know, going to have trouble scoring goals against Price. I mean, he has proven to be, uh, you know, one of the top goaltenders in the league. Obviously, won the gold medal this year. Um, he's on the top of his game, and you know, listen, you know, the Rangers actually, you know, in the first two series have not faced top level goaltending between Mason and Flurry. I mean, this is a step up now for this team. There won't be any bad goals in this series from Price. They're going to have to work for every single goal they get, and it's going to put that much more pressure on Lundqvist. But listen, uh, you know, you think he can't raise his level any further from what he did in that Penguin series, but you know, he'll he'll never surprise me, and you know, I still think he could get it even further. So he's gonna he's gonna have to come up huge. I don't think the the Rangers are going to be able to score a lot in this series. Well, you mentioned you know what happened down the stretch there, and the fact that the Rangers sort of just sat back and tried to sit on their two one lead. And you know what's going through your mind there as as the clock's winding down. You know I'm sitting here in dead silence watching it, just watching. You know keep my eyes were kept going back and forth from the ice to the clock, from the ice to the clock, just hoping that the time would just fly away. And it was going you know almost standstill as you watched the Penguins just you know rip bombs from the point, and you know there's this guys crashing the net hard. And Malkin and Kunitz, you know, crashing into Lundqvist as if they've never heard a whistle before. I mean, what's going through your head as there's, you know, three, four minutes left there and he's sustaining an insane amount of pressure? I I just kept drinking more and more <laughs> and, and, and hope it would calm my nerves, but I don't think there's enough alcohol, uh, you know, in, my, in the state of New York to calm me down, but... Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's not the way you want to see them play. It just, it just isn't. You know, I, I understand the thinking where you don't want to press too much on offense, where you'd allow an odd man rush coming back the other way. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't think, to, in my own head, I didn't think it was going to be sustainable. I mean, just with that much pressure, you figured eventually the defense was going to take a bad penalty. Or, you know, listen, you have Crosby and Malkin on the team. Eventually they were going to um find a way to get one you know, to tie the game up. But, you know, again, give Lunkus credit, give the defense credit. They they were bending but they did not break. And uh yeah, it was it was definitely uh the nerves were uh you know, a little on edge there. So yeah, it was great to get through. That's what playoff hockey's about, man. That's that's the you know, this is the best time of year. You know, if you're a hockey fan and that's what you put through you sort of put through the ringer and 
you know, the Rangers know how to do it best, apparently, <laughs> to their <laughs> fan base because, you know, they can't win a series without going seven. It truly is amazing that, you know, they have not won a series without going seven games. I think it's been since that Devils series, back, you know, the Avery Rules series, I yeah. think is the latest series they won that wasn't seven games. I mean, that's just unbelievable what we've actually had to go through. And, you know, we had that other the seven-game series against Washington that they lost when Federal scored that goal yeah. thrown in there as well. So, you know, like I said, we Ranger fans have been through the ringer. So, uh, you know, I think we, we deserve this little run here. I think we deserve a full-game sweep is what we deserve <laughs> right now. But I, I really don't think we're getting it. Well, well, in that game, Seve, you know, with the Rangers, they get the 2-1 lead and they, they sat back on it. And it almost, the game uh, on Wednesday night, the Bruins-Canadians game 7, was almost a mirror image of the Rangers game. Not, you know, the, the end of the score was 3-1 to one and the Canadians got that late goal with a couple minutes left there. But, you know, they they were up 2-1 to one for a long period of time and they sort of sat back too and the Bruins kept pressuring and pressuring. And, you know, they had some real quality scoring chances. Ginla had a chance to tie the game and, you know, hit the outside of the net, wide open net. But, you know, it looked and felt just like the exact same game. And, you know, maybe the Canadians watch the Rangers. Maybe their game plan is to do what the Rangers have done in the entire, uh, you know, Lundquist era where get up a goal and then hope he stands on his head. Maybe that's their deal with Price. Yeah, I, I mean, I think when you do have superior goaltending back there, you can count on them. You could say, okay, let's hit back. I think, you know, we're good enough. Our goaltending is good enough. Uh to withstand any any tide that's going to be coming here at the end. And listen, both teams are right. It, it worked out. Uh, again, they didn't take any chances offensively where they got caught up ice and, and gave up, uh, you know, any odd man rushes the other day, uh, other way, any layups. Um, so, yeah, it works out. I mean, it's, it's nerve-wracking. It's, you know, you'd love to see a little bit more of a sustained offense um, to at least keep the puck down in the other end and and uh, get a full check going and, and you know kick down the clock a little bit, but hey, I guess you know the end result is all that matters. So yeah, it worked out. It's weird because you always think of these overtime games and you expect the stars to come through and they're the ones that lead the way. And aside from in goal, it never really seems like it's like that. I mean, you look at yesterday and Brian Boyle gets the Rangers on the board early. I mean, I don't know who had him in the pool for scoring the first goal of Game 7 and, you know, scoring one of the two Rangers goals. And, you know, in the past, last year, uh, against the Capitals in that series, I believe it was Asham who scored the first goal in that game. Mm -hmm. He had one of the first ones. And the year before, it was Mark Stahl. And even if you go back, you know, to the, when the Devils were in the Cup, I mean, I remember Mike Mike Rupp had the game-winning goal for the Devils in Game 7 against the Ducks, so it just seems like it's never the people you expect to come through in the big moments, and once again, it was the case yesterday uh, with Brian Boyle, who's been, you know, if you've been a critic of Lundquist, and, uh, you know, then I've been the biggest critic ever of Boyle, and, you know, he shut me up and uh, will keep me shut up for a long time now after helping the Rangers win that game. Yeah, and and if you, if you remember, Carcillo scored the first goal in Game Seven against That's the right. Flyers. So yeah, so it's yeah, it's unbelievable. I've been a huge Boyle fan. I stand up for that guy more than I think anybody on the <laughs> team because you know you're you're not alone in in the in the Boyle hate. I I just don't get it. I you know like he I don't know everyone. I don't know if it's that twenty goal season that he had that just threw everybody off the way. He's a He's a fourth line player who wins big face offs. He, he does an amazing job on the PK. He leads the team in hits. He'll stand up for a teammate. He doesn't do a very good job when he stands up for a teammate, but <laughs> he'll stand up for a teammate. He's, you know, from a, a, everything I've read, 
you know, he's amazing in the locker room to the younger guys. I mean, he's the consummate pro. I mean, the guy, and he raises the level of his play in the postseason. So, you know, I I think Boyle is, is has been a, a a huge benefit to this team. He's a huge plus, I, you know. And again, I think in this series, you know, you were going to see our old buddy Brendan Pruss come, you know, into town and. You know, uh, nobody knows him better than Brian Boyle. So, he's, again, he's going to uh, loom large, I think, again in this series, being able to have that fourth line go up against their fourth line um, and, and try to neutralize them. Because, you know, we know Pruss can bring that energy. He can turn, you know, a game or even a series around with a hit, um, you know, that agitating style and, you know, to have a, a Brian Boyle or Dominic Moore, who who is an unsung hero in in the last series, being able to get Sidney Crosby off his game, um, yeah, the 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 fourth line guys, the um, the the muckers, you know, those guys always play a huge role in playoffs. And you know, we we saw it, you know, last year against the Bruins and two, and also in 2012 against the Devils. You know, we lost those series because we didn't roll. You know, the Rangers didn't roll four lines. You know, we got we got beat because their fourth lines were better than ours. Um, and this year, I, I don't know that there's a team, um, you know, out there who has a better fourth line than 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 the Rangers right now. And 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 they actually even have an extra piece that isn't in there. I mean, you know, he can, Vigneault can either play Carcillo or Dorsett, and I don't think they lose anything no matter who they play there. So yeah, I mean, I look for them to play a huge a huge part in this series again. Well, well, I saw your Twitter joke earlier about you know, Talbot getting the game one star in Montreal, and it's kind of funny how well he played there and how bad Lundqvist has been there in his career. And you know, I remember that game. Um, I don't remember if he started it, but you know, the chances are he did. That game when they were up five nothing and blew that five nothing lead in Montreal that time, and that's the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about them going up there this weekend to open the series. But you know, I, I just, I guess maybe it's the crowd there, maybe it's the, you know the intensity. It, it seems like I, I've never been there for a game, but it seems like it's unlike any other place in the league. But the Rangers just haven't had a lot of success there, and you know, does that worry you at all entering games one and two? You know, coming off. What is a uh, you know a tired Rangers team? Sure, they get a couple days off here, one more day than the Canadians. But does that does that those opening road games in Montreal, a place that they've had an awful awful pass at least over the last few years, does that scare you at all? No, because they're going to play Talbot in the first two games. He <laughs> he plays fine out there. <laughs> um, you know, it, I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, obviously, they don't have a very good record up there. They played better in the two games, you know, that they were up there. Again, Talbot was in there, but they didn't score. I mean, they scored one goal in the two games. So, yeah, I mean, it's been the team's house of horrors, Lundqvist's house of horrors. But, you know what? They slayed the 3-1 demon against the Penguins. Um, so, I, I think that they'll be able to do the same here. The playoffs are a, a whole nother animal. Um, you know, they'll be much more focused um, you know, I, I don't, I really don't see it being a problem. I think this team is playing, you know, the best hockey they have all year. It's come at the perfect time. You know, the leadership now, you know, Brad Richard, you know, I'm going to start calling him big game Brad. You know, he <laughs> has become the, 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 he's become the de facto captain of this team. Um, you know, and, and I don't think he'll allow it to snowball on them. You know, he's really taken hold of that locker room. You know, you got a Marty St. Louis who, you know, we talk about everything that's going on with his mother, you know, to, 
to see, you know, the entire team rally around the guy who's only been there for, for two months just shows what type of presence he has there and what type of leadership quality he has. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't think that, you know, with those two guys in there along with, you know, uh, you know, everyone else who's been through, I mean, you see all, all these guys have been through so many seventh games. I, I just don't think they can be rattled at this point. I don't think they're going to, go through anything in this series that they haven't seen before. So uh, I think the Rangers are in a great spot right now. You know, like I've mentioned a couple times, I'm I'm just really excited. I mean, you get these unexpected, you know, Cinderella-type runs, and it's I, I almost feel like this, this series is just gravy at this point. I, you know, I, am I going to be disappointed if they lose? Yes, because I think they, they can and should win this series. But, you know, again... You know, while I said earlier, I thought the the playoff schedule set up nicely for them, but you know, to actually do it and to actually be back in the conference finals is is just amazing to me, especially after being down three one against the Penguins. Uh, I'm just really, I think this series more than the other two. I'm really just going to sit back and and try to enjoy it. Well, you know, being in the conference final now for the second time in three years. I don't know if it's because of, you know, it, it, what's going on the last few years with this team and, you know, the trades, the, the you know, the extensions, uh, all, all the sort of, you know, negotiating and deals and ha- how long it's made the seasons feel and the off seasons or if it has something to do with the lockout and the late start last season or the way they exited the playoffs last year. But it just feels like it's been a lot more than just two years since the last time they were in the conference finals. It seems like it's been, you know, 10 years since that Devil series. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, just the, the turnover of the team. I mean, they, that was a black and blue shirt, you know, type team where they punched you in the mouth and they dared you to punch them back team. And, and you know, in, you know, two years, I mean, they're a, a, they've done a 180 where they're this skating team and they could, you know, they can go goal for goal with you if they have to. Um, you know, you've gone from John Tortorella and his, um, you know, disciplinarian ways to um, Elaine Vigneault, who, you know, he has orange slices for the team waiting for them in the locker room, at, you know, in between periods. So, um, you know, it is amazing how quickly or, you know, how much this team has transformed in just two years after a conference finals. I mean, that was the big complaint from Ranger fans when this team was struggling so mightily in the beginning of the year. is like, why in the world would say, did say they're, you know, tur- flip this team around when what they did in, you know, just, you know, a year and a half ago was so successful. But, you know, give Say the credit, man. He, he made some big time moves. You know, he took some chances. You know, he, you know, traded away his captain, fired his coach. Traded away a Marion Gabrick, um, and he took a big time chance, and you know what? It came up aces for him. I mean, he's back in the conference finals. You know, he, the Rangers the GM takes a lot of crap from Ranger fans, but you look at the moves that he made this year, not even the St. Louis trade, which I, you know, to me fell in his lap. You know, Callahan didn't, you know, Callahan got greedy. St. Louis wanted to come with the Rangers. So, you know, again, that sort of fell on his lap. But you look at some of the other moves, the depth moves that he made. I mean, pull, he pulled up uh, Pouillot off the scrap heap. You know, the client for Delzato trade. Uh, Diaz as a depth move on defense. I mean, just real, Dominic Moore in the offseason. I mean, those are, are great moves that really have helped this team get to where they are, you know, have the success not only in the regular season but in the playoffs. I mean, all those guys 
played, you know, key roles. I mean, Kevin Klein, I mean, has just completely solidified that defense. From the time they made that trade, I mean, the defense has been rock solid. I mean, can you imagine, In you know, I don't mean to pick on Delzato, but, you know, I mean, we all remember that it was the, you know, mistakes that he would make, the turnovers that he would make in the playoffs. I mean, there was none of that um, in the first two rounds. So, you know, I give Sather, you know, full marks for, for basically every move that he's made, you know, over the course of the last year. He, he's done a tremendous job. Well, I kind of wondered last night what John Tortorella, well, John Tortorella was up to, uh, you know, with Marty St. Louis playing such a big role here, Brad Richards, you know, going from, uh, you know, Tortorella's supposed good friend to being healthy scratched by his good friend in the last two playoff games last year to now being, like you said, the de facto captain here, uh, Brandon Prust leading the way for the Canadians on their first goal in a game seven against the Bruins on Wednesday night. So it seems like all the, and especially the one I forgot out of all of them is, you know, Marion Gabrick scoring two goals a game for the Kings in the playoffs and keeping them alive and, and keeping their chances alive to go to the Western conference finals. It's just, it's just funny how all these guys, you know, Tortorella either changed or, or had moved off the Rangers, changed their roles, tried to change their styles of play. They're all exceeding uh, or succeeding at the way they used to play and the way they played before they met him. And, you know, he's, out of a job in Vancouver, and, and the Rangers are headed to the conference finals. Yeah, you wonder what's uh, you know going through his head right, uh, about now. I mean, at some point, the guy's got to look in the mirror and reevaluate <laughs> himself. Uh, no, I mean, it, you know, I mean, he's. I, I, I thought he made a mistake, you know, initially even just going, you know, taking a job in Vancouver after the way everything ended with the Rangers. He. If any coach needed a year off, you know, needed some type of sabbatical, it was him. And so he jumped right into the pressure cooker, you know, in Vancouver. Um, and, and, you know, I think most people, I know I did, I, I expected that to sort of blow up in his face. I mean, you know, a disciplinarian coach coming to a, you know, a well-established um, team that you know, was set in your ways. I mean, obviously, Vigneault is a, a completely... You know, it's the sort of antithesis of of, of uh, Tortorella, and you know, you knew that the Sabines were not going to be wanting to block shots um, and 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 everything that that Tortorella preaches. So, you know, I'd like to see the guy take a year off, hopefully reevaluate and 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 see the type of um, you know uh, coaching that he needs to do in the NHL. He's really got to learn to ratchet it down a little bit because he's going to lose the locker room everywhere he goes. I mean, it, you know, a perfect spot is is with a young team, and they'll be with them in the in the beginning as they get better, and they, you know, he instills that discipline that that they may need, that structure that they probably don't have as young players. But once they get rolling, and he continues that way, I mean, he'll lose that locker room too. So yeah, we'll see what what happens with him. But you know, I'm more concerned about our Rangers now, and you know, you look at the coach. Uh, that they have right now in Elaine Vigneault. I mean, he was perfect for everything that, that went down this season because, you know, there was a lot of, I mean, you look at a lot of the stuff that went down, a lot of the, you know, if you want to call it turmoil, I mean, the the training camp out, out west in Calgary coming back home and then starting the season back out west, and, and they started off just so terribly. And he just, he kept that even keel going, and, you know, a lot of Ranger fans were, you know, upset with him because he didn't have that passion. He didn't have that drive of Tortorella and he needed to whip these guys into shape. But at the end of the day, he just remained stoic and, and, and instead of panicking the way you 
Tortorella might have, where Tortorella would probably throw his players under the bus. Vigneault just sat there, kept the guys encouraged, and, and kept pushing his system and say, don't worry, it's going to work out. And you know what? It did. Um, and, and when this team went down 3-1 against the Penguins, you know, I can, I can guarantee you he just remained steadfast in there and encouraged his guys and stick with it. And it's a process. And, and, uh, I, I really think he was, uh, you know, the perfect coach for, you know, everything that went on, uh, with this team. Do you think at this point, anyone, you know, any Rangers fan who, uh, you know, bought a Callahan jersey, loved Ryan Callahan, is sad at this point that he was traded? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's many people who want to redo on, on that. Listen, that's that's a tough that's a tough trade, you know. At the time, I listen, I questioned it, um, but I, I Sather, I think, was you know painted into a corner by Callahan. I mean, he was asking for too much money uh, for too many years, and it was tough to see the guy go. But uh, Sather would have been foolish, beyond foolish, to. to uh, cave into Callahan's demands. I mean, you know, the Rangers have a, are, are going to have a tough enough time as it is if if they, you know, decide not to buy out Riches, which I think they have to do, although he's making a great case in this playoffs to keep him. Um, you know, Cal- having Callahan would have just destroyed him. I mean, just look at the free agents that this team is going to have um, this summer. I mean, the entire Broussard line are free agents this summer. Broussard, Pouillat, and Zuccarello, you know, Kreider, um, Dominic Moore, John Moore, Boyle, Carcillo, and you go through the whole lot. I mean, they wouldn't be able to sign half those guys if they would have re-signed Callahan or extended Callahan to that huge deal. So it was, uh, you listen, that's a big time trade that's, that takes a lot of, uh, Cayones to, uh, to pull the trigger on trading your captain in the middle of the year while you're fighting for a playoff spot. But, you know, it came up uh, came up aces for Seda. Like I said, you know, it seems like every move he's made has worked out uh, for him in the Rangers. So, yeah, not not too many people complaining about that trade anymore. Well, when you look at the people or the teams that win the Stanley Cup, something crazy has to happen along the way. I mean, anytime you know you're in a tournament, a uh, 16 team tournament, you got to win 16 wins to get the cup. You obviously need some bounces along the way. And if you look at you know what happened last year with the Blackhawks, they trailed the Red Wings three to one before they fought back. Um, they had those two crazy goals in the clinching game of the Cup to beat the Bruins. Uh, you know the Kings, they they came in the playoffs as the eighth seed. They had to overcome deficits to go on their run to the Cup. Uh, the Bruins, they had to win three separate Game 7s, overcome a 2-0 deficit to the Canadians. You know, the list goes on and on. And at some point, you know, this it's not an easy road to win the Cup. And maybe the Rangers, their one crazy thing that needed to happen was to overcome a 3-1 deficit against Crosby and Malkin and the Penguins when everyone left them for dead. And, uh, you know, maybe this is the start of something great. Maybe they needed to win these two Game 7s to, uh, to be battle-tested. And maybe we'll look back at this in a few weeks and say, you know, when they were down uh, th- three games to one entering Game 5, that's when everything turned for them yeah yeah you're right i mean i think any great team always has to fight through adversity at some point um you know going through the process and and getting through the playoffs the the playoffs are a grind i mean at some point every team is going to be faced with that sort of crossroads like you know are we gonna you know uh you know stick together here and get through it or are we gonna give up and you know it, it truly is amazing i mean you know, you hate to be cheesy about it, but I mean, you're just so so proud of the effort that these guys put forth in the last three games. Um, you know, you just 
you know, again, I, you know, if any Ranger fan would told you that, no, don't worry, we got this after that game four loss, they'd be lying to you. I mean, it was over. It was season was over. You know, trade Rick Nash. You know, buy out Richards. You know, why did we give Lundquist such a long contract? He can't get us over the hump. And you know, the court, you know, was Elaine Vigneault right for this team? He basically got the Rangers back to the same exact point that Tortorella did. You know, it's a sideways move, and you know, it's question marks all summer long. But you know, now all of a sudden, it's like let's resign everybody and pull yachts this great player and Boyle. You know, we need to resign him as <laughs> for as much money as we can and. You know, maybe we won't buy out Brad Richards because he's such a great locker room presence now. And, you know, it, it's amazing with, uh, you know, a couple of wins or advancing in, into the conference finals does to the mindset of, of, uh, of the fan base. It, it's great. And, and listen, I, I'm right on board with that. I, I, I think I, I've done like a 180 like five different times, you know, during, during the playoffs. But, um, you know, it's what, what makes, again, you know, I said it before, it's what makes this time of year so great. You know, you know, you almost feel, and, and I don't mean to take a shot at our, our other rival fan bases, but you know, you know, you know, Islander fans are missing out on this. Devils fans are missing out. You know, we we Ranger fans, you know, you know, we're we complain a lot, you know, but you know, second conference finals in in the last three years, but you know, we were a series away from doing three and. Uh, three years, you know, there's a lot of fan bases around the NHL who love to be in our shoes right now. And, uh, again, I think that's why this series, listen, I'll be just as stressed as anyone. And I'm, I'm sort of, you know, it's easy to say now, but, uh, I, I think I might sit back and enjoy this one a little bit more than normal. Well, it almost feels weird that the Rangers are playing here now, uh, for, for a chance to play for the cup and going back a couple of years ago, you know, I don't think I don't know if that notion ever really set in because uh, because of how they got there because they needed to win back to back game sevens and then face the Devils who they'd seen so many times in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I just never I thought they'd beat the Devils back then. I thought they'd have a chance to play for the Cup, but until you're there, until you have it right in front of you, it doesn't really feel like it. And I don't know if it really feels like it yet, thinking that you know they're back in hockey's version of the Final Four once again and they're there. But uh, you know, it's it's definitely a little odd to think about when. You think about where we were just a few days ago, and uh, we gave our predictions for the Flyers series. I said the Rangers in five, they win in seven. I said the Rangers in six against the Penguins, they win in seven. Um, you know, I know we'd both like to see a quick series. If the Rangers are to win it, we don't want to see them, you know, only give us four more games and go out on that. But uh, I'm going to have to go Rangers in seven here because, like you said, that's the only way they can get the job done, and I really can't just pick against them here. Yeah, I, I said, you know, I said the last year, I said Rangers in seven over the Penguins, uh, just because you can't go any other way with this team. It's just, it goes against like the cosmos or something to like not win seven games. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I feel, I don't know. I feel weird. I feel for some strange reason, I think it's going to be a shorter series. I, I see this, you know, five games for some reason. I think the Rangers are the, are going to come out. I, I just think they feel so good about themselves coming into the series. I don't think they have any, I don't think they're scared of this Canadian team. I think they come in with a, a real confident, um, positive mindset. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, um, I think that they're going to come in here and roll these guys. And I don't know why. And maybe I'm just completely jinxing them and, and myself here, but I, I feel good about this series for some reason. 
All right, Kevin. Well, hopefully uh, you and your crystal ball are right, and hopefully this thing only goes five because if it goes seven again, you know, at, at some point I'm going to need to get a respirator in my apartment. But uh, hopefully we have one more chance to do this, and you know, maybe we'll have, a, maybe we could do it a few more times, but at least one more to preview uh, the cup if they could get there. And and we're two for two so far, so we'll have to make it three for three uh, st- starting on Saturday in Montreal. That would be that would be some amazing stuff, man. I, I, I really truly hope that it happens, man. All right, Kevin, thanks again. All right, buddy.